And then throughout all of this was journaling, self-love, self-forgiveness, um, stepping into my truth and recognizing and standing firm in the fact that I'm not broken. And in fact, I get to participate in the healing of whatever pieces of me that felt broken before. Hey guys, I'm Grace. And I'm Kimberly. And we need to talk. The We Need to Talk podcast is about the taboo stories you wouldn't want to tell your best friends or your mama. We're your friends that are here to hold the sacred space for your stories. We dig into the discomfort of the hard conversations that make your heart pound and your hands sweat. Yet instead, we're here to build unity within our stories and stand hand in hand because the heartbeat of that discomfort is the heartbeat that ties our humanness together. Join us each week as we share powerful, raw stories, inspiring interviews, and use our voices in the hopes that you are inspired to have the hard conversations and say, we need to talk. Are you ready to peel back the layers? Welcome back to another episode of the We Need to Talk podcast with Grace Presley and Kimberly Borges. Today, we have Jillian Bolands, who is just a phenomenal woman. She is a life and business coach, a writer, a speaker, a facilitator. She's the host of the True You Live event, an inspirational self-discovery in-person event, as well as the host of the Morning Sunshine with Jillian Bolands podcast. She's also a self-published author of True You, a self-discovery journal for the curious heart. And she is just the culmination of all things embodying and women's empowerment and owning your story and loving who you are. And so we're really excited to have you listen in on this really powerful conversation today. Welcome, Jillian. Oh my God, we're so excited to have you here today. Guys, I'm so excited to see your beautiful faces. Thank you for having me here. I know, it's been so long. I know. Like, oh, but it feels like, don't you love, first of all, like social media in general, because like it allows for you to just be able to go right there. Like, I'm so great. I've got like 0% time for surface level conversations. Like, I just like knowing generally what you guys have going on. So we can just like go there when we get into conversation. Yes. It's like when people reach out to you um, for, for work or for anything and they already feel like they know you because you've been sharing so much of who you are in social media. It just makes everything a lot more seamless like less conversation about the weather and more conversation about what actually matters matters <laughs> yeah skip, skip surface level and let's just dive deep like, there. Yeah. yeah 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 so let's do that with you Jillian like let's just go there like first of all so um let's introduce the listeners who are you so I'm Jillian Bolands, and this, of course, can go into a number of different realms, and you can take different paths, but Jillian Bolands, I am an empowered soul. I am somebody who has done a lot of work on herself. Um, I am a recovering type A, must check off all the boxes and fit into the things that people always said that I should do, and I have really started to unwind and peel back um, and surrender and flow and trust and tap into God and goddess and the universe and all of the things. So I am me. I am made of love. I am made of magic and miracle and love. And every single day I ask my sons, what are you? And they will say magic, love, miracle. And then they will state their name because I think that it's so important that we recognize, and I'm like already getting teary, you guys. I think it's just <laughs> We recognize that we've got the ability to change things and step into our truth for who we are, for the sake of who we are, but also for the sake to teach our children that this is who I am and actually it's a reflection of who you are and to teach them that is really, really important to me. Beyond that, I am a mama of two little boys. I am a wife of like the world's most incredible human being, um, my husband, Michael. I am a transformational coach. I'm a life and business coach. I'm a soul sister. I'm a real sister <laughs> in real life. I'm a daughter. Um, I am a runner. I am, I could just keep going and going, but I am me. Yeah. Um, 
So as we sit here, just like staring at you and our listeners can't see just the way that you're beaming, just full of light and love. <laughs> yeah, um, magic, light, love, yeah, miracle. miracle. Yeah. Um, were you always this person? And, how to, and if not, how did you get to be this person? Yeah. So the short answer is yes. The long answer is there were some moments along the path that I forgot that. There were some moments along the path that I tried to dim the light. Um, there were some moments on the path that were really painful, but I believe that all of those things have led me here and were for me. And you know, we, we go through life um, having these different experiences and constantly having the opportunity to remember who we are and to stand convicted in that truth and to showcase that and to impact with that. So yes, I've always been like that exuberant and loving and very driven and abundantly mindseted person, but there were some yucky times where I forgot. And because of that, went through some dark times, as I think many, most, all of us do on this human experience that um, had to kind of maneuver through in order to get me back to this state. And here's the truth, too, and I know that you guys both know this, is that it's, there's never any like hard and fast, like this is how it is forever. Like the work is never done. And we, as women, we've got our own cycles and we've got different emotions that happen throughout the process of it all. And so it's just honoring where we are every step of the way. So I think intuitively, yes, but there have been times that I know that I shied away from that truth and that light and that love. Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about some of those. Yeah. Yeah. You know about pivot points and about dips, and we talked about that um, for listeners. You know, we're talking about some of the things we learned at a, we were all in a mastermind together at a retreat, but um, we've talked about a couple of those. Let's, let's talk about some of those, those points where you shied away from yourself. What would be, be one of the first ones where you remember doing that? Where, yeah, so one of the first ones, and this is where, now looking back, I see that it was actually the true beginning of a lot of what I'm doing now. Um, but when I was 24, um, so this was, oh gosh, now I have to do quick math. <laughs> this was eight years ago. Um, I was just in this deeply hurting time period. Um, it came it came to the surface by way of really intense body image issues. I had carried those with me my entire life. I can go all the way back to when I was little and that person called me fat when I was in fourth grade and then another thing, like I can, I can give you all of those things. My body itself has always been like that easy trigger subject for me. We all have our own different things. Many of us, it's body image. Some of us, it's money. Some of us, it's relationships. Some of us have a combination of all of the above. Or when we think we've healed something, it shows up in a different avenue. But for me, like my physical body itself um, bore with it a lot of a lot of angst and negativity. So. 24 years old, and I was doing all the things, right? Like I had graduated college, I was in a relationship with my now husband and was getting married at that time and was, um, you know, just newlywed at that point. So all around this time period, I was working to get my MBA because this is what you should do, right? Like you should graduate college and you should get the job and you should get married and you should get a better, um, get a better or a higher degree so that you can get a better job. So I was in the midst of all of these checklisted things that society told me would make me happy and would make me successful. And during all of this, I kind of to, to back, back spin a little bit. I'm super athletic. I was the captain of my soccer team in college for two years. I've done sports forever. I love working out. Um, and, but I was all, I kind of always carried with me additional weight. My nutrition was really pretty horrendous actually, but I was still a powerhouse. So I never really gave thought to it. After college, I started running 
And I started eating healthy, air quotes, um, which meant I was eating 1,200 calories or less a day, usually from a bag because you can count the calories that way. And I would rather choose a 90 calorie bar, pick your bar of choice over an apple because I don't know how many calories or carbs are in that. So it wasn't, wasn't health, was not putting healthy food into my body, even though I was finally losing weight, I was finally getting really skinny. Um, and I thought again, that that would make me happy. So I'm going, I'm chugging through life and going after all of those like stair, staircase checklist toward happiness and was really, really on the inside killing myself. Every single day I was tearing myself apart. I cried myself to sleep pretty much every night. I would show up, you guys, with the bubbly jelly in and everything is fine and I would do the things because that's how I was supposed to act. But there was such a sadness inside me. There was such a deep level of despair inside me. And I, my poor husband, like he, it, thank God for him. And thank God for his, his grounding capabilities. Um, but I do, I do have to say that I've had to do a lot of healing and forgiveness around what I dragged him through during that time. Because when you don't love yourself, there's no way you can allow someone else to love you. And every single night I hoped that he would fix me. I hope that he would say the words, no, you're not fat for, I don't know, the millionth and 10th time. And it would finally hit home for me. But of course it didn't. So I was going through this really rough time. Um, during this time period too, we were trying to get pregnant. I didn't have a natural period. And there's a little bit of a backstory to that too, but I didn't care. I didn't, I didn't want to know why. I just wanted to get pregnant. So we went through the IUI process, thank God. Um, with both of my sons now, we went through that process. And for my first son, um, we got pregnant on our second try with IUI. But in the background of all of this is doctors telling me, you have to stop running so much. You have to eat full fat cheese. That, and it sounds ridiculous, right? But like that was so triggery. That was so devastating to me. A person at the time who was obsessed with her body weight, not getting over a certain level because my worthiness was tied to that during that time for me. So just like even thinking about it and reliving it, like I hope that your listeners are just, I hear you. Like I hear you if you're there and just know and have faith that it's going to work out. It's okay. Um, but I have so much um, compassion for that version of me. Fortunately, I got, I got pregnant. Like I said, had a healthy pregnancy. And then I remember after I had my son, it was like eight or nine months after I had him, I started talking about my body again. And I started saying, you know, I just can't wait to lose those last 10 pounds again. And I can't wait to like be able to fit in my clothes again. And my husband looked at me and like, so Grace, to your question of like, what's the pivotal moment? All of those have a bunch of little chunked pivotal moments in them. But this moment when my husband looked at me and he goes, Jillian, don't you do it. Don't you go back down that path again, that negative self-talking, self-sabotaging, self-loathing path again. I can't, I, I can't describe to you what those words did to me. Something shifted in me and I recognized like, oh my gosh, this wasn't just me killing myself over the past two, three years. This was me dragging him through the mud with me. And now I have a little boy who's going to look up to his mama as the strong, heroic female figure in his life, potentially be the role model upon which he based future relationships on, there is no way I could do that to him again. So in that moment, I was like, okay, something's got to change. So that was the start. That was the glimmer of a lot of work that's I mean, led me to here today and there's still work to be done. You guys like that. Like I said, that body image stuff is my easy go-to self-sabotage place. It's my quick and easiest way to start getting into that lack mindset or for that chatter to take over. So I've done a lot of work around that, but that's the full backstory. Yeah. Wow. Thank yeah. you for sharing that with us. I'm going to have a sip of water. You can ask me. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, for anybody listening to, you know, I 
that resonates so much with me, Jillian, because um, as I've shared multiple times about my eating disorder um, and what a low place that was for me, but it's, um, I said time and time again as well that I feel like it just never necessarily leaves you. Like it doesn't, like an eating disorder, I don't know if you classify yours as an eating disorder, um, but my eating disorder never truly leaves you are just aware and you learn how to manage and that awareness and that management of it um, is also you choosing yourself over um, you know you you have a husband or you, you have children or you have you know you have things outside of yourself that are greater than choosing that past version of yourself that is not serving the higher version of you you know so I'm I just have that awareness surrounding that like it's that's no longer the person that I am and you know it's always the ego speaking to you um, that place of fear as well so yeah I hear you on that and it's it's sometimes for a while, it'll be a battle daily, you know, and, um, but I am able, um, I, you know, I just wrote a post about it. I don't know the other day about, um, sometimes I forget who I am and, um, and that's okay. I think we all do that from time to time. I read this really powerful thing or I listened to something and I don't remember, I wish I could quote the author or the originator of this, but it is something to the effect of, in times of stress or hardship or anything like that, we default back to our ground zero. We default back to our base. So our job, right, like the internal work is to raise our base so that our default is not all the way back down there again. But I know, especially, you know, in times where I'm feeling stressed or overwhelmed or that I've just pushed too hard and I haven't honored myself, that's when like the negative self-talk comes back up. That's when I start like poking myself in the mirror. And the second I start doing that, I'm like, oh, wait, because this was my ground zero, but it's not anymore. I've chosen differently. I've chosen to elevate that ground zero. But I do, I, I have to, I have to to talk myself out of that place um and it shows up in like the most random times and truly the most inconvenient times but we all know that that's not true because of divine timing whenever stuff surfaces for you to release or release again even though you feel like you've worked through it um it's because it's time it's time to release and just recently i had this experience with body image stuff that popped back up again and i literally had the thought like Oh, like this again, like you're almost exhausted, like doing the inner work to like calm the inner demon that lives within. And, um, but then I had a moment that I was like, no, 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 this is not the same old story. It's not the same old stuff. You have progressed down the path of this. And I recognized that I had done a lot of work on the self image stuff on the physical body piece. And something new popped up for he to heal that was along the same lines. It was just further along down the path. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Yeah. I'm curious, what are some of those things, like you said, you're doing the work, you know, once your husband had that talk with you and it sort of like opened a window and, you know, what did it actually look like to go into a new direction and to think about your body differently? Like what is something tangible that you would say to yourself or practice or what did that look like? Yeah, that's a really great question. So for me, it actually led me into my entrepreneurial career totally by mistake. Um, I started following inspirational people as opposed to like looking at myself and what I didn't like. I was like, okay, well, you guys have heard the term like borrow someone else's faith or borrow someone else's belief. So I had the thought of like, okay, I am not going to go and follow these people so that I can compare myself to them. I'm going to follow them and like borrow their faith and borrow their confidence and just learn from them. What are they doing differently? Like I said, I went from being an athlete my whole life and having a very specific schedule. Like this season was soccer season and then basketball season and then track, like very specific things into running just running. Like, that's it. That's all I did. That's all I knew. So I started following inspirational people on Instagram because hi, like that's what we do in today's day and age. Um, and I actually found a woman who is now one of my best friends in the entire world. And she ran online fitness groups. And, um, I was like, I want to do that. Like, I want to do something different. I don't want this to be just solo anymore. Um, 
I default to wanting to like do everything by myself. Like just, that's my default. Like it's out of my comfort zone as much as I love serving people and being around other people. It's like, just give me the work. I'll just do it. So I knew that I needed to do something different. So I joined her group. I started doing an at home fitness program that had strength training involved. So like way different than I had ever done before. Mm -hmm. And just like learning and and I knew that I was drawn to her because it wasn't just about the fitness and it wasn't just about the body. Cause you guys like, it's never, ever just about the fitness and just about the nutrition, just about the body. It's so much more. So I started learning about affirmations and mantras and positive self-talk and inc incorporating that into, um, what, what we do on a daily basis to support ourselves. Fast forward, I ended up joining this network marketing company as a coach. And so I started hosting and, um, and really helping other women with this. And that excited me on another level. Like, okay, I had learned this for me. And then I recognized like, oh, I can do this. Like, this sounds fun, <laughs> right? And tapping into the fun. And that's mm -hmm. a different concept too from the, you guys, like I default to joy and I default to fun, but I lost that during those times where it was so serious and it was follow the checklist and I am only as good enough. I'm only as good as my boss scores me on my review and I'm, only, you know, like all of those externally driven things. So I started to follow the joy again and started running these groups and it was great. Like started taking in personal development, listening to books, listening to podcasts. Um, but then I'll share with you that over time I started to do those things just to check the boxes and said, I say I did it. I wasn't, I wasn't really connecting to it through my heart like I once was. And that was, that was starting to become a drain on me. So throughout all of that, I started to ask myself, well, what, what is it that I want? And that question in itself, like if, if, if your listeners take nothing from this podcast, it's the power besides this, it's ask yourself what you want. And then honestly answer it. We don't ask ourselves what we want very often. We ask ourselves what we should do. We ask ourselves what makes sense to do logically. We ask ourselves, but how could we possibly do that? Oh. But like, what do we want? And so I started to tap into what I wanted. So for your question, Kimberly, of like the inner work, like those are the logistical things that I did. Like I learned, I started physically doing new things. Then I started teaching and engaging and bringing women into my life. But then for the internal work, I recognized that I really needed to start satisfying what my soul was calling me to do. And that was to make different shifts in what I do, which has now like brought me in the business space to my life and business coaching business. I'm still affiliated with that network marketing company. I'm so grateful for the platform it gave me to launch. I still believe in the products. I love the products. I use the products, but I started asking myself what I wanted and then just followed the little breadcrumbs that showed up for me along the way. And I guess the biggest shifts for me were believing, like truly believing and trusting that what I really wanted was available for me. And I didn't have to hide behind all these externally driven rules. I could just tap in to what felt good. And, you know, over time, it was actually starting to step away from only listening to books, only listening to podcasts, and actually providing a little bit of room in that area to sit with myself. Journaling mm -hmm. has been a huge thing for me. Um, Personal development is great. You guys, I have my own podcast and I'm, I, I mean, you guys have a podcast that I'm speaking on right now. The external personal development that is given to us for free by other amazing souls that have figured something out and now they want to share with us. It's so powerful, but it, but not when it comes at the detriment of listening to our own voice. So take in the podcast take in the, the audio books, take in like the Pinterest quotes, if that's what lights you up, but always give space for yourself to like tap in, journal out how you're feeling, figure out what your words are in things and let that be the guide. Yeah. I go through like cycles. I mean, speaking of, of cycles and, um, I, I have a question actually for you about the masculine and feminine energies, but I go through 
I'm a cyclical person. And so I go through periods where I'm like absorbing all of this information, all of the podcasts. I have listened to <laughs> probably like thousands of hours of podcasts, right? And then I go through a period where I'm like, I just need to let it sink in. Like I, I have to, I cut myself off from reading books. I cut myself off from listening to podcasts because I just then, I need it to absorb and then I just need to, do and I need to listen to my own compass and I and having that external information and simulation all the time distracts me from what's actually happening within myself so I, I definitely resonate with with that yeah, and I think good for you and that's so powerful and none of it is going to look the same for all of us right like we're, our cycles with those things might look different. Maybe they're chopped up differently. Maybe there's longer periods of times to do this part of it, like the download part and the do part, just tapping into what works for you. And that goes back to the feeling of like, what do I want right now? And being honest with answering that truthfully for yourself. Like that's really, really where the goodness lies. Yeah. Yeah. So true. Um, yeah. So I do have this question for you about, and, and I'm asking this because I, I know you and you've talked about the masculine and the feminine. And so everything that you're kind of describing about your life of like the do and the checklist and the accomplish something, it's very much in the masculine energy, the single focus of accomplishment. Um, and so where did the, where does feminine energy like come into your life now or, or, or does it? And, and when did that happen? Yeah, it does. And um, thank you for asking that because I actually, one of my great passions that I'm learning about right now um, is the divine feminine and the inner goddess and the goddess archetypes and the cycle, the female cycle, the moon cycle. I just, all of that right now is lighting me up and though not a hundred percent connected they all are there's like the spider web that weaves them all together and it's just exciting to me right now because I feel like I have tapped into that divine feminine power that I um really pushed away for so long so let me paint a picture for you I um I have always my thing has been either or like it's it's either been this side or it's either been that side. And this is something that I've done, discovered this year through a lot of journaling, a lot of meditation, a lot of working with coaches myself to really like figure out. And of course I say figure out with air quotes because it's just like letting it come up in and out basically um, that I have this thing where it's either this or that there's no wiggle room. There's no in between. We're either going all the way over here or all the way over here. And for me, I functioned a lot of my life in that, in this one side of it, the nope, it's the do, it's the push, it's the go. That's the only way we get results. A lot of that is conditioning. A lot of that is, you know, society at large tells us that the very masculine go, go, go force, force, force is the only way that you're going to be successful. Um, and now through a lot of my learning, I've discovered that actually a lot of that is the wounded masculine masculine. There's, divine masculine and divine feminine and wounded masculine and wounded feminine. And I was functioning as a female in the wounded masculine for so long, which was very scarcity mindset, which is very that, that force through the masculine side is like the do it's the go it's the drive. And that's exciting. But when we couple it with the have to get this done and must force through and I'll sleep when I'm dead mentality. That's where it gets wounded. That's where it gets dangerous. And that's how it was functioning for a long period of time. So last year, it actually is just about um, a year ago right now, our mutual friend, Liza Watonas and I were sitting at um, a dinner and this is the first time that we'd ever met. And this was a really, really powerful moment in my life. Um, so again, Grace, like one of those pivot moments, um, we were sitting there and I was in the state of, um, there were a lot of other soul sisters around and I was in the state of, but how, but how, and when is the money going to turn up? And when is, when am I going to have this all figured out? And like the, I was so tightly wound. It wasn't even funny. And so Liza kind of like just kept asking me questions very um, tenderly and softly in her beautifully divine way. And she 
helped me. She put me in a meditative state right there in the middle of a very loud restaurant. And what came through was actually two versions of little Jillian. One of them was soccer player Jillian, who like was like that go and like exuberant and joyful and high energy and go, go, go. And the other was fairy princess Jillian, like the one who just was so carefree and like would just be silly and run around and took space, was very deeply emotional and just smiled. And um, what I discovered was my whole life, I had always, because of programming, because of what was externally validated, because of what was awarded, going back to your question or your, your um, comment, Kimberly, about the, the external accomplishments. So soccer player Jillian was the one that got all the awards. She got all the validation. She got all the praise. And I loved that. So she would kind of hush Fairy Princess Jillian, who just wanted to play, and she just wanted to sing, and she just wanted to have fun. And so during this meditation, I saw both of these girls, and I recognized that that soccer player Jillian was so beautiful, and she's amazing, and I love her so much. But over time, because she was always rewarded for being the accomplisher, she took on, she forgot Fairy Princess Jillian. She forgot that it's supposed to be light or it's meant to be light and fun and flowy. And she took on that wounded masculine, like, okay, but how, so I did this. How can I one up that now? How can I do better than I did last time? And I better sleep less and put more hours in. And I better, you know, so she kind of took on that like energy of like, Whoa! you know, like um, that jittery scarcity. When's the next shoe going to drop? Mm-hmm. So I saw in this amazing meditative state, soccer player Jillian standing on the podium and actually reaching her hand down and inviting fairy princess Jillian onto the podium with her. So the two became one. It's not one side of me fighting the other side anymore. It's not one side is better than the other. And then I will say this because some of your listeners will, may ask this because I asked it like, so did I choose wrongly with choosing soccer player Jillian all of those years? And the answer of course is no. No, there's no right or wrong choice. It's just the recognition now that like, I don't only have to function mm-hmm. as this beautiful version of myself. I get to encompass all that I am, which includes feminine and masculine because we all have both of those within us. It's just, I had, I had pushed away the feminine side for so long, even though I like wearing high heels, you guys, like I like having fun. I like nothing more than like going and just running and being with my boys and playing on the beach and doing, you know, like, but I got into a state of, but if that's not producing, then that I don't have time for it. So now it's the understanding of we get to be all of who we are. We don't have to be one or the other. And if we are during a time or find ourselves within a time where we're choosing one side of us or we're choosing one energy more than the other, just asking ourselves like, okay, does this serve us the best right now? And do I need a little help from the other side of me? So sometimes I feel like if I'm, if I'm getting caught up in the swirl, like if I'm like getting that very heady, like, but how, but how, but how, that is like my, my clear red flag, like red alert, sirens going off, like, oh, sister, like you, like you're forgetting the fairy princess side of you. Like, come on, like go grab her. Let's go play. And it's just a good way for me to keep um, in check. And it's really powerful too for me to have the recognition of that now because I didn't have the words to it. I think intuitively I'd always felt like there was a part of me that was missing through those times where it was like, go chug, but I didn't have the words for it. So hopefully this very conversation gives some of your listeners the words that maybe they've been seeking for or like the, Oh, like I've been doing that too. And it's just, you guys, we get to honor ourselves, but don't forget to honor all of yourself, not just one portion. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And I want to backpedal just a little bit. So masculine and feminine energy, you guys. Okay. Some of you listening may have no freaking clue what we're talking about because (laughs) this is a very new concept to me as well. Completely new. And it's on, it's a continual path of growth. And so 
oh, one of you two, because I sure as hell can't explain. <laughs> one of you two need to just back up and explain <laughs> what it is we're even talking about. Because I think some people may have, you know, we understand. We understand because we're in that realm. Uh, we've, we've grown. We, we've done the work and we're learning and continuing to grow. And we can recognize that and have that awareness around it. Kimberly, we've just had this conversation recently about reading about it but um what is it like what is it how do you how do you measure it how do you look at it how do you look at it within <laughs> yourself like people are gonna want to know I'll let Jillian answer yeah <laughs> for me it's just it's tapping into our truth and it's tapping it's feeling our feelings so we've got the best internal navigation system you guys it's called our feelings it's called our emotions and Kimberly, I'm going to go at it from this way and maybe you can like pick up whatever I don't, whatever I don't throw out there. But essentially there are different emotions. There is different energy within us that emanates different sorts of what we have categorized as more of a feminine energy and more of a masculine energy. So there are divine intuitive energies that are associated with being feminine or masculine. And this does not mean male or female. This does not mean like men or women. This just means there are energies that fall into a masculine category, which is typically associated, associated more with the doing producing, um, more of the logistical, tangible, um, goal-oriented side of things. And then for the female energy, because I mean, think of women, like we are, we are created to produce life. So for us, it's more of the, for the feminine energy, sorry, and I just said like, it's not necessarily guy or girl, but like, because feminine is a female woman associated word, the feminine energy is made up of more of tenderness, grace, um, instinct, the female instinct. Um, but also there's a, there, there's a tone of protection of standing convicted in who you are and honoring that. So there are different, there are different words. Just think about the charge you feel when you think of certain words. And if it's a like a higher vibe, like must produce, that's more masculine. And if it's a more even keeled, steadier, um, longevity driven word, I guess that typically will have a more feminine response. Kimberly, do you want to add on? I don't know if I'm describing that well enough. I, I just want to interject for a second. Both men and women have both. Yeah. Masks. I was going to say that. Yes. yes. Yeah. So, um, you know, men and women operate from both, um, yeah. although one may be more distinct than the other at any time in their life. Yeah. Yeah. So all humans have masculine and feminine energies and we need both and we need to tap into both to do certain things. And one is not better than the other. They just help us accomplish different things. And so the way um, I've been reading about this, the, the way I can't remember which book it was, but um, one of the authors described it as the masculine energy is the ship. The ship is going from point A to point B. It has a purpose. It has a goal. It's accomplishing something. The feminine energy is the ocean on which the ship sits. And so it's like the divine power. Like if you think about the power of the ocean, the ocean isn't accomplishing a specific goal. It just is. And uh, the feminine energy as the ocean changes, um, it goes through, you know, it, there's storms, then it's calm. Then, and so that's sort of like the feminine energy allows us to experience a lot of different emotions and going and speaking of like cycles and periods and, um, you know, times in our life, periods literally, but, but periods, just periods of time where we are able to experience the vast spectrum of emotions and allow ourselves to go there. So that was really helpful for me when I read it. I don't know, Jillian, if that, if you would agree with like point A to yeah. point B is, is masculine. Let's accomplish goal, goal, goal. Um, but, but not like you said, not in like that wounded way. It's just a single focused energy. 
um, where the, the ocean and the feminine energy um, is just so expansive. And so there's so much depth there and there's so yeah. much going on at one time. And so you kind of have to be open so that you can allow yourself to experience everything that's happening at one time. Yes, I think that's beautifully said and much better. Uh, <laughs> it was said in a much more clear way than mine was. And it actually brought up to me for me that if you think about the sun and the moon, so actually the sun represents masculine energy. The moon represents feminine energy. And there's a lot, I'm no professional at astrology, but I am learning a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot about the lunar cycle. Um, and actually how the female cycle is attuned to the lunar cycle. It's really fascinating stuff. But think about the sun. The sun comes out and it brightens up the day and it helps the fields to grow and it helps um, warmth on our skin. It helps to replenish the earth. But it would not be able to do its due diligence to the earth without the moon that's got that depth that comes in and goes in its various cycles along the way. But the moon controls the, the flow, the ebb and flow of the oceans. It really balances off. It provides that calm. It provides that safe space at night for that rest that restoration, the rejuvenation, so that the next day, when it's time to go again with the sun, the sun can show up and do its work. And just like there, you know, one truly can't magnify in the way that it's meant to without the other. So too, we all, men and women, both have the masculine and feminine, because there are times where it is more time for that that being and that feeling and the um, downloading time periods. And then there are times just naturally you're going to get the downloads. You're going to get that creative inspiration that will come that will inspire action into doing. So when, when you're utilizing and you're really tapped into how the divine masculine and the divine feminine shows up for you, you'll be able to best utilize all of the energies to best serve each other. Um, myself, I functioned in a place of go, 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 work, work, work all the time. I never gave myself that necessary rest time period to rejuvenate, restore, like take care of what was going on within me so that new ideas would come through, so that new inspiration would come through, and then I would be inspired to act again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm, I think the listeners are absorbing Mm. a lot. (laughs) Maybe they are. Yeah. Yeah. I, that's, that's when I learned about that, I was like, what is this? (laughs) What are they talking about? I know. What what are you talking about? Because this is some woo woo shit. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Until you start diving in and then it makes complete sense. I mean, ladies, I'm I'm assuming it's mostly women listening to this men too, you know, um, if you feel this way, but I mean, think about it whenever, you know, certainly you are, you are in the push mode or you're, you have your to-do list, you've got your to-do list and you want to check it off and you've got to get it done. But you know, you run yourself to the ground or whatever, and you've just got to sit back and you've got to feel, or you have to like mamas, like allow yourself some space to like sit back and like serve you. If you ever get that space, like it's something as simple as that, like as an analogy, I don't know if you can think about it in that realm, but certainly, um, maybe in the show notes, we can drop some links down there and, or some books that would help, um, you guys kind of dive into that a little bit more. So Jillian, I have a um, couple of questions for you. You know, um, I would like to like kind of reflect on where you are now, you know, within your life and what it looked like before, um, as far as like what you've overcome and like, like when you can look back and, um, realize like everybody has this junk and this garbage that they carried, but you're able to look back and, and acknowledge and be aware of like the divine feminine and masculine energy and, and asking yourself what you truly want. Um, there's purpose in that. And so, um, looking at it now, how do you compare the points of your life from where you're at now to where you were like before the dip in your life or before those major pivot points when your husband looked at you, you know, in the eyes and said that to you? I think now I just come from a place of gratitude, 
constantly. I am so grateful for those really hard times. I'm so grateful for those really horrendous emotions that I felt. I'm so grateful for those nightly tear sessions because actually they were so needed. They were so pivotal in my life to really take hold of what I wanted, take hold of who I truly am. They allowed for me to start questioning things instead of just taking things as truth, instead of just assuming, well, this is how I am, so this is how I'll always be. Those moments actually led me to here and the now of like, oh, wait, I'm just, I'm grateful for the adversity. I'm grateful for the tenderness because now I know that I get to utilize that as a superpower. I get to utilize that to propel myself forward and to help myself and to honor myself. I think that's the biggest key is I never once honored myself. Um, I never once had the capacity to understand what it meant to like give yourself space. I thought space was for the week. I can figure this out. I can do it. I can just go, go, go. And now I understand that I have a natural cycle that really requires me to take a step back. And so I think that that would be the other thing that now I'm able to look at my feelings and say, oh, wait, 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 this is where my body or my heart or whatever it is, is telling me like, whoa, sister, slow down. And I welcome that. It's not just me trying to drive the bus anymore. I've learned surrender and I welcome surrender. I, I joke, I'm like, wow, like I was, I defaulted to like playing God all the time. And now I'm like, I don't want the responsibility of the entire universe on my shoulders. Like, no, thank you. So <laughs> now I'm like, sweet. When I feel those moments of resistance or when I feel even the moments of questioning, like what should I do here? I'm like, oh, this isn't for me to decide. Like spiritual team, this is on you. I'm going to do my part. I'm going to show up and do what feels right right here. But you can help give me the signs. You can help guide me. You can drive. And so that whole concept of surrendering and letting go and trusting that I'm being held mm. is way different than how I functioned before. Yeah, that's complete. That's not the same Jillian we're looking at right here. No, no. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, speaking of cycles, um, I know you had some exciting news that sort of ties into all of this feminine, masculine energies, the, the divine. And so, yeah, do you want to share with our listeners? Yeah, and I'm going to actually share with you the most perfect example of the divine, feminine, and masculine in work in all of this. So I, when I was... Um, little, I got my first period when I was about 12 years old. And then I never really had a, like the whole concept of a monthly period was totally lost on me. Like I never had that count on a bull cycle and people always chalked it up to, oh, you're athletic or, oh, you're young or, oh, this and oh, that, but nobody ever really looked into it. So I didn't either. Didn't think to, um, went on birth control when I was 18, stayed on until I was 24. And of course I had a synthetic period. So I did get them every month at that point, but you've got no control over your hormones when you are on something else. So I for almost forgot that I had this struggle. Um, and I put struggle in air quotes actually, because again, it's all for us, my friends. So now looking back, I'm like, Oh yeah. Like why didn't I, why didn't I think to look into it further? Well, it just wasn't a big deal then. So then went off the pill, tried to get pregnant. We couldn't, I didn't get a period. So there was no getting pregnant naturally thank God we live in a time and a space where there is medicine to help you with that. And I went through the IUI process with both of my sons. And so that continued. I had my youngest, my babe, when I was 30 and I'm 32 now. And so actually I turned 32 in December. And at the beginning of this year, 2018, I finally, like, I, I remember when I, I was like, why? why don't I get a period? Why still do I not get a period? And I recognized that the underbelly of all of that was, I just took it to be truth. Like, oh, I don't get a period. I just don't like, mm -hmm. okay, like that's convenient that I don't get a period. Right. But actually I felt broken. I felt broken on so many levels. I felt broken within my physical body. I felt like there was something wrong energetically with me because 
women get periods? Like what the heck? But I finally got to the point where I wanted to know why. And so it led me down the path of a lot of different healing. You guys, like 2018, my word was trust, but it, that has been presented and tested and applied through a lot of healing. I started enlisting doctors. I went to a physical therapist um, for pelvic floor PT, which led to intestinal PT, which led to talking about my cycle. I started going to a naturopath. We've been... Um, we've been doing a couple of different things in terms of my intestinal path. And then also hormonally, I've done different things with my nutrition. I've worked with different, different coaches. I've hired coaches to help me release the demons. I've helped coaches to help me get my mind in terms of like, what, what can I be eating for my body? Not because somebody else told me to eat. So, and then throughout all of this was journaling self-love, self-forgiveness, um, stepping into my truth and recognizing and standing firm in the fact that I'm not broken. And in fact, I get to participate in the healing of whatever pieces of me that felt broken before. So um, I've been doing a lot of work um, on the cycle. I've been ha doing a lot of mental and emotional um, dedicated work to focusing on bringing a cycle to me. And I've started to really note like throughout the month where I felt a certain way. And when I was feeling raw or when I was feeling like high energy, high vibe, like time to go, time to produce and recognizing where along the female cycle, those emotions typically arise. And so yesterday on the date that we're recording this, uh, yesterday was 8-8, so August 8th, which is a huge astrological day. It's called the Lion's Gate, and you guys can YouTube and Google search that. Mm -hmm. um, but 8 is actually representative of the number 8 is divine feminine. It's abundance. It's of infinity, right? Like the number 8 never ends. So on yesterday, 8-8, I got my period, and it was so Yay. miraculous. I know. So I called it in. And I've been doing the work and it's been incredible. And so I do want to share the quick story with you. Um, on the 4th of July, I went on a little vacation with my family. That was a Wednesday this year. So this was like a super long weekend, right? That Monday morning I woke up and you know, that space in between awake and asleep when you're still, your eyes aren't even open yet. You know, you're coming back from dream world. I literally felt an idea like fuse into my brain and it started off with um, life coaching intensive group because I'm a life and business coach. So a lot of people know that I'm going to help them with the logistical, like build the business, expand the business, scale the business. But they know that like, I'm going to help them with everything. Like we're going there with energy. So I really wanted to bring about something that was very life coaching specific. You didn't need a business. You could have one, but in a shorter period of time, I have other offerings that are longer, more lifetime esque um, offering. So I wanted something that was a shorter period of time. This is a Monday morning. And so I was like, okay, life coaching intensive. What does that look like? And then instantly I thought, when is the new moon? Because I had been taking different seeds and different oils to support my female cycle associated with where the moon fell. Really, really like cool woo woo stuff. You guys, like we can go into that in a different podcast if you want. Um, but I, for myself needed to know that cause I needed to know when I was going to shift my seeds and my oils. And instantly I was like, Oh my gosh, I'm going to launch a life coaching intensive group from new moon to new moon because new moon was going to be that Thursday. So I was like, and that just felt so good. It felt so aligned. So let's bring this back to feminine and masculine. I had been on vacation. I had allowed my body to rest. I had allowed for my mind to rest. I had really tapped into rejuvenating. I was not going to come up with this idea by sitting at my computer, tapping my pen against my head, like, what can I do? What can I do? Like this idea needed to come from a place of space which opens up when you give yourself time to breathe, when you give yourself time to relax. So it came and immediately I was like, there was the inspiration and I was up and out of bed and at my computer creating the landing page, creating the email list and posting on social media, launching the laughter and lunar life coaching group because I followed all the prompts that felt good during that creation and cultivation time. And then but nobody was going to be served by it if I didn't take action mm -hmm. on putting it out there. Right. So 
that was this month. Um, the new moon is on Saturday. It's in two days, just so you guys know. Um, mm -hmm. And back a bazillion years ago, my technical terms, women used to get their periods on the new moon. All women used to get their periods at the new moon. So bringing both together, it is zero coincidence, my friends, that I launched this group during this healing time period for myself, but I love to teach. So I was teaching about this, inviting other women to experience and just the knowledge creation of the lunar cycle, the female cycle, the happiness that comes when we tap into the energy that we're feeling. I shared all the raw feelings. I shared when I was super high and like, go, go, go. And then I shared this past week specifically, you guys, like I'm feeling so tender. I'm feeling so raw. And then, oh, there's my period. So if that is not a story of manifestation and honoring yourself and doing what feels right, I don't know what is. So hopefully that was helpful to some of your listeners and kind of brings all that we've talked about together. That yeah. ties it up like in a pretty little bow at the end. Yeah. I know. Like really, like you can't break that. Like that's like a Hallmark movie. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, so we're we're gonna wrap up, but Grace and I just have a couple more questions. Just two more questions. So Grace. Yeah, yeah, Jillian. So um, this is a question we ask all of our listeners, um, just to look to see everybody's response and compare, and it's really fun to be able to do that. And so we need to talk. If I were to say to you, Jillian, we need to talk. It's an instant like, uh, yeah, um, you know, um, what would a topic be for you? Something that we need to talk about, not necessarily business or um, children or motherhood or whatever, life coaching, anything, but it could be um, books or pets or politics or, um, you know, lunar cycles or anything. Um, I don't know. What would that look like for you? For me, it would be, we need to, we need to talk about self-discovery. Hmm. We need to talk about giving yourself the space to sit intimately with who you are and acknowledging that who you are is actually exactly who you're meant to be. And what can we do with that discovery to amplify and illuminate so that you can put the gifts that you are meant to put out there into the world. I 100% agree with you. I think this is like, this should be a course in high school. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Self-discovery, truth, self-truth and honoring your truth, who you truly are, everything. Yeah. Yeah. I, I so agree with that. Yeah. Okay. I just have one more question. So actually we, we started this episode asking you like who you, who you are and you, you kind of, had a lot of you're a mom a wife um a daughter a sister a business owner um you know uh, an athlete a soccer player with all of these different hats that you've worn in in your life throughout your life throughout the day even uh what have all of these hats taught you about what it means to be human they have taught me that that the hat can look really similar. In fact, you actually don't have to take off, off the hat, depending on what situation you are, if you actually know who you are and you show up as you mm. in all of those situations, then you don't have to take off the hat. You get to be you. Yes, you might tailor it. I'm going to speak to my children differently than I'm going to speak to my clients maybe, but at the end of the day, I know who I am, so I don't have to do the exhausted dance of, who do I, who do I have to be for this person right now? It's no, I get to be me. And if I can do life as me, then everybody else will best benefit because my energy will be bulletproof and I will be able to show up fully convicted as that version and as that beacon for them. And then they can take what they need from that. Mm, I love it. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, I um, Where will the listeners be able to find you? Oh, everywhere. Um, my website is jillianbolands.com. So J-I-L-L-I-A-N-B-O-L-A-N-Z.com. And I am on Instagram all the time, you guys. So at Jillian Bolands, come hang out with me there. You can find me on Facebook. Um, I have a um, 
a, an email list that if people wanted to subscribe to where every week I send out empowered love notes. Sometimes it's the logistical, like, boom, 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 let's get this stuff done. Sometimes it's the very deeply felt story that I'm going through that will hopefully move the needle for them. And you can um, sign up for that at jillianbolands.com forward slash empower. Hey guys, we need to talk. I just wanted to take a moment and thank you so much for being here, for being part of this incredible, amazing tribe and just amazing community. You know, it takes a lot for somebody to be able to be vulnerable and to share their stories in this manner. And it also takes a lot for somebody to be able to listen and to hold space and that's you. And so thank you for that. And if you find yourself needing help, if you find yourself wanting to connect on a deeper level, if you find yourself just wanting to reach out and talk to either me or Kimberly, please do not hesitate to do so. Um, that's available to you guys and so many avenues. And we love hearing from you. And if you have a moment, please head on over to iTunes and leave a review and let us know what you think. You know, your thoughts are important to us, your stories are important to us, and we love hearing from you. Until next time.